names like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome, everybody, back to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, as always, joined by Harrison Fagan off off of his, what, fourth honeymoon? Is that how many how many honeymoons have you had at this point? How many vacations have each of us taken this summer? I've I think it's one any. one, right? I've what are you talking about? I didn't take a vacation. I was working. I was recording from the cruise. I was some of us are built different, Harrison. Like, actually, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry. That's my mistake. Um. I mean, I answered some emails on on the. No, actually, that's a lie. I didn't even do that. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's, I started working with the doctor, like trying to get get healthier, just in general. They took me in for the X rays, and yeah, there's a there's a golden retriever, like in my where my heart would normally be. There's a tiny little golden retriever who just runs on this little cycle thing. So I got that, that dog in me. So many things. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I have a cat in me. So yeah, I, this was, uh, this was honeymoon number two for us. And it was uh-huh. because we did wedding number two, uh, because uh-huh. our first one, I don't know if you missed this, took place during a global pandemic. Um, I mean, yeah. I guess they so did the second one, but it, it was, it was a pre-vaccine <laughs> global, global pandemic when we yeah. knew a lot less about the virus. And so it was basically just us. And then, you know, we had one with, uh, some more extended friends and family, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm sorry you didn't make the cut. Uh, that's, you know, <laughs> I fought hard, but Mia was against it. She just said he's going to try and turn the wedding into a podcast. And I couldn't promise her that wasn't the case. So. Look, man, content is king. Like, I think there's there would have been some moments there that everybody would have really enjoyed. You know? Yeah, no, Pete was really worried that you were going to ambush interview him at the wedding. And so finally, <laughs> I just had to put my foot down. And I was like, nope, Anthony can't come. He's making the other guests too uncomfortable with his hot takes. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I respect it. I respect the decision. It's the right it's like, decision. Sorry, I need to interrupt your vows and just explain to everyone why the Kyrie trade might be bad. <laughs> That's for a little bit later. Yeah, we, we, uh, you, you guys don't know this, but I was actually your officiant. Like, you know, I was just in a different person's suit. Like, I, it was a really good costume. It was really good, uh, you know, the, the the makeup that they did was incredible to, to make me look like that person. And actually, if you guys are interested in this, all of Harrison and Mia's uh, now second wedding uh, or this reception is actually available to listen to and view on Silver Screen Enrolled, <laughs> the YouTube channel and the podcast feed. So if you guys have, are, are interested to like if you've ever wondered, hey, what would it look like if Harrison danced? Now you don't have to wonder anymore. We have that right there on the Silver Screen Roll uh, YouTube channel. You're all welcome. Uh, I did not dance. Uh, we did not have a dance floor, but uh, one of our guests did fall into the pool. So no um, way. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm acting surprised because I was I was there, and this is again yeah. available on Silver Screen Roll. <laughs> not in the way you'd think. We did, we had a giant pool that we were having the wedding around. Uh, this mm-hmm. person fell in because they stepped in the pool skimmer area, like where no. go, and like <laughs> stepped through that door thing that uh-huh. hangs over it, yeah. and you know submerged their whole leg. So, 
have you seen there's a there's a really funny viral video where they had some like reception going on at a pool and some old lady thought that there was glass over the pool so she just walks into the pool that thankfully did not happen (laughs) if you're like if some old lady walked into your pool and it was only you there to save them and you were all done up in your tux and you probably wore jordans right because you had us you asked us all to wear jordans Mm-hmm. Um, if you were all done up and some old lady fell into the pool and only you could rescue that old lady, would you consider like asking somebody else for help? I mean, it depends on the old lady. <laughs> you guys, like, the reason I'm laughing is because Harrison's not kidding. I, I, I don't, Harrison probably be thinking like, what, what, what would I do if I got there anyway? I can't lift this old lady. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, in the water, I probably could. <laughs> um, all right. So the entirety of the show isn't actually going to be a recap of Harrison's second reception, which I'm sorry I wasn't able to make. You scheduled it for the same day as uh, Avery's birthday. That's on you. That's a you and me a problem. That's not my problem. Um, I'm supposed to remember all your kids' birthdays. <laughs> we're we're still like a month away from from being able to say plural, but yeah, sure, <laughs> fair, fair. Um, so we're going to today talk about the Lakers getting a few big games and people still complaining about the Lakers getting big games on their schedule. Uh, LeBron's mini training camp is going to be coming up, and I'm going to uh, discuss why. That is going to matter for those of you who are holding out hope that the Lakers will trade for Kyrie in the near future and or make any trade whatsoever in the near future. And then if we have time for it, I've noticed I've, you know, part of this is because of how things, how poorly things went last year with Russ. But I have noticed quite a bit of dissonance when it comes to who Kyrie Irving is right now, both on and off the court, like off the court. Obviously, we all know. Like, we don't know when he's going to be on the court. But when he gets on there, like, I feel like there's a lot of just kind of glossing over some of the concerns with his game. Um, So we're going to just kind of try to reiterate, even if the Lakers trade for Kyrie Irving or or, or why there might be the hesitancy hesitancy right now still from the Lakers side of things to trade for Kyrie um, as we embark on, I, I would probably say in the next couple of weeks, this, this is going to start ramping up and we're going to start hearing more about the Lakers making a move for Kyrie. So as we get ready for that, I'm here to throw a wet blanket on it. Much like that person was throwing a wet blanket on your reception, Harrison, by stepping into your pool. Um, well, I, I mean, the blanket the was only wet after we had to use it to like help her dry, but yeah. Who, who was it? Anybody I know? No. Mm, that's less fun. It was one of Mio's childhood friends. It was very funny. <laughs> well, as long as it's funny. Like, yeah. as long as nobody gets hurt. Like, I don't want to... Yeah, she's okay. It yeah. was just funny. I, I guess I probably should have started with, did this person I mean, I probably should have went with that before we laughed about it. But, yeah, she's all right. <laughs> That's good to know. All right. Uh, so, the Lakers, as we have found out over the weekend, are going to open their season October 18th against the Golden State Warriors. They're going to be doing so in... Uh, Golden State or in San Francisco uh, as the Warriors get ready to get their rings. Uh, After that, a couple nights later, they get a home game against the Clippers. I don't know if it's actually listed as a home game, but it's a home game against the Clippers. And then um, the next game that we have learned about is that they will be playing in Dallas on Christmas 
against the uh, Mavericks. And, you know, I was kind of surprised. I, I think for the most part, most people were kind of annoyed that the Knicks once again got a Christmas Day game. Uh, here's my thing, though. Like, the Detroit Lions have been playing on, on Thanksgiving. That's one of the NFL's major... Like, nobody whines about the Detroit Lions playing on a major NFL holiday, right, on Thanksgiving. No, they just make jokes about it. They're like, oh, like, well, yeah. you get to watch the Lions lose, a Thanksgiving <laughs> tradition unlike any other. It yeah. really is. I kind of, you know what? I kind of like that the Knicks get to play on Christmas because, like, it's in, it's in that, like, afternoon game stretch where you wake up, you yeah, open. Yeah, the NBA just wants to give us a nap game. Right, yeah, like, you wake up, you open gifts. Some people go to church, whatever you take care of, you, you start getting in the house ready if you're going to be hosting those festivities. And then in the afternoon, you try to take a little snooze right before people start coming over. That's perfect. Like, what is a or better way to take a nap? What is the more most nap-inducing team in the NBA other than the New York Knicks? Like, I think it's awesome. You know, sometimes also, like, the Knicks get the first game of Christmas. And so if yeah. you can then, you know, here's a little pro tip for you as somebody who's been married for two years. You can go to your wife and you can say, or your, you know, your significant other. Yeah. And you can say that, uh, like, hey, you know, I, I want to watch a lot of NBA games today. But mm -hmm. because of you, I'm going to skip the Knicks game. I'm just yeah. going to spend that time with you. Right. And it, but then you can show her or them that it's on the schedule. And they can be like, oh, wow. Harrison made a sacrifice for me. Exactly. You know, like honestly, everybody is. So everybody you, is. Thank you, Adam Silver. Yeah, like I and you know, look, like if you're a Miami Heat fan, or you're a Atlanta Hawks fan, if you're literally Trey Young, like you're a little annoyed that you don't get a a game on Christmas. But here's the other thing: the NBA is allowing you to take Christmas off. What are yeah. you whining about? What, what, <laughs> I would love I mean, to have Christmas it. off. It'd I think my fans would want to. It's like seen as you're one of the marquee franchises. Your team is meaningful. Everybody gets gets to watch your team. You're the whatever. Atlanta Hawks. Like, you're not a marquee fr franchise. Stop it, everybody. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, yeah, you know, like for for like the bloggers and stuff, like why would you be? Uh, why would you? I mean, maybe again, this is just coming from the perspective of I've worked every single Christmas since I started covering the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. But I'd be like, I'd be like, hell yeah, the Lakers right. don't have a Christmas Day game. Yeah. Oh, like, I, this is the best. Christmas present ever. Thank you, Santa Silver. <laughs> I can't wait for LeBron to leave the Lakers because then finally I might get a Christmas off. Like it'll no, be great. No chance. They're still the Knicks still get Christmas games, Anthony. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think the only Christmas the Lakers haven't played on uh, in recent history was like back in the seventies or something like that. And that we was were, because we there wasn't a Russell in pajama jerseys uh, <laughs> on Christmas, ga Christmas games, you know? Right. Like I think it was back in the seventies and it's because there literally wasn't a Christmas day game. Like the, the, oh, I that was the last Christmas. Wasn't a Christmas. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That was> dark. <laughs> that was the last time the Lakers didn't play on Christmas. It was before the birth of Christ. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Every every year since then, they have played on Christmas except the 70s. Actually, AD is actually in reference to Anthony Davis. It's not even yeah. like <laughs> Anna Diminis or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, all right. So, but yeah, I was I was kind of the the Lakers will get will will play against Dallas. Uh, I was kind of intrigued by the matchup. It kind of it really took me by surprise. The Lakers, the Lakers playing and Dallas always play good games. I feel like yeah. the last several years, they pretty much always play each other tight. There's the memorable, there's the Danny Green game winner where Dwight Howard had the <laughs> unforgettable illegal screen on Seth Curry. Whoa, it was legal? It was like, legal? It didn't get called? 
Yeah, no, true. They 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 let him play, you know, yeah. while he had him in a horse collar. <laughs> uh and uh and then there was the Austin Reeves game winner. There was the game on Halloween that came down to the wire a number of years ago. Luca, mm-hmm. I think it was Luca's rookie year. Like these two teams, for whatever reason, always play each other or almost always play compelling games. I'm excited for this game, actually. LeBron specifically likes to play hard against Luca. Like, I don't know. He does this a lot with, remember he did it against Zion, right? In the mm-hmm. game that they played against, like with, with all of these kind of up and coming potential baton carriers after LeBron, he tends to really go at those guys. And with Luca playing his position, um, I think it makes for a really, really unique uh, matchup there. So that's exciting. I am a little bummed. I, I can't lie that that's the game that they're playing on Christmas. Cause I was planning on going to, the Dallas Lakers games when the, when when the Lakers are in Dallas, uh, this makes it a little bit more <laughs> bigger ask. If I was to say to Jen, "Hey, I want to go to Dallas and watch the Lakers play," I'm going to miss our son's first Christmas. <laughs> yeah, uh, how's the sound to you? One. Yeah, so I don't I don't think I'm going to be able to go to this one. Um, You're going to have to get in the Santa suit and scare the crap out of Avery early this year, not on actual Christmas Day. Ooh, that's that is a good video I could put up on the Silver Screen and Roll podcast feed. Yeah, the, that one would get some YouTube. good YouTube video views. I bet <laughs> it's really good. Uh, so yeah, but that, that's that was that was the the lone kind of bitterness. Uh, do you think so? There was a lot of kind of conversation surrounding some of these matchups in uh, as it pertained to some of the decisions that these teams are going to be making in the next couple of months or so. The Nets are not one of the teams. No, are they? I don't, are the no, Nets playing? Not. They don't have a Christmas game. No. Yeah, that you know that was certainly an eye opener for me. That 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 you know this team that might be on the verge of trading Kevin Durant and trading Kyrie Irving, uh, that they wouldn't have a game. That was that kind of struck me as interesting. Miami well, not wasn't getting there. The report like a couple weeks ago that Adam Silver had had a conversation with Kevin Durant. Uh, Adam Silver about or Joe like his trade demand or something like that. I know Joe Sy did. I don't, I, did I miss Adam? Yeah, Silver? no, I know Joe Sy did. I, I thought there were, okay, I might be. Uh, that would know, be hilarious. I'm going to look this right up. Now. I'm going to look this yeah, up. Yeah, um, but like, you know, I was going to say, not probably a great sign for what Adam Silver heard on that phone call that they did not schedule the uh, the Nets on Christmas, if that is a phone call that actually took place. So the headlines that I'm seeing here is Adam Silver gives his thoughts on Kevin Durant's trade request. Oh, and then okay. Uh, you know, also on, on July 13th, Adam Silver unhappy with Kevin Durant's trade request, Adam Silver on Kevin Durant's trade request. We don't like to da da da. So he's not, he's not thrilled with them. All right. I just lied to our entire audience. I apologize, everyone. Well, this is why I'm, I'm here is to present facts and and to check me. (laughs) Exactly. That's, that's how this rolls. These roles have gone on our, on our show. In in my gut, I feel like that's true. So it is in my mind. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I, I I thought that was really interesting that the because I thought you know Brooklyn Knicks would have been the safe bet like if if the league thought maybe just maybe Durant and Kyrie would be there that they would make it Brooklyn against the Knicks so that at worst you still have the Knicks in that game and that's still your big draw. Yeah, uh, someone doesn't have to travel. You know, you you're like yeah, you know, hey, players union. You know, look, we yeah. can make people leave their families. Like right, I. I I don't know why they don't just do Lakers Clippers every Christmas just for that exact reason. Yeah. I mean, they did for a while. Uh, I feel like this is the first Christmas in a while that it hasn't been against the Clippers. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, 
you know, this is the first year in a little while that Kawhi and Paul George might be healthy at the beginning of the year. So it seemed like a pretty easy call to make that. But look, I'm not. Well, I'm not the, the NBA is not continue. counting on that maintaining until December with these four stars. Well, well, they they also feel the same way about Zion Williamson, right? Like Zion yeah. Williamson, like they. All right, Zion, we've done like, all how right, many years pull, of this? Pull us four times, and <laughs> no more, no more Christmas games for you. Like I saw, I saw some complaints coming out of New Orleans. Like, gosh, why aren't we on the docket? And it's like, cause you guys had like thirty national TV games, last three years, <laughs> like thirty national TV games over the last few years, and haven't mattered in any of them. Uh, so yeah, I think. I, I I like the matchup here with 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 Dallas. I like some of what the league is kind of letting us know. If you if you really want to open your third eye as to the direction that these winds are blowing in, uh, do you do you put any stock in that though? Do you think this is actually something to look into? I I, I kind of sort of think I don't it know is. If it's like inside info, so much. I mean, I'm sure that they have some inside info, but I, I'm yeah. sure as much as anything, it's just like hedging their bets against like we just don't really know what this team is going to look like, and so we're not going to yeah. put them on the marquee holidays because we just think that there's a decent chance at least that it's going to be like an unwatchable tanking roster, and we don't want to get mocked for that on every single holiday. Yeah. Um. Lakers Warriors on opening night as the the Warriors get their their ring. Does that do anything for you? Eh, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. I don't like. I, I feel like ring nights are always weird. And I know like Jacob and Raj talked about this on the last pod, but I feel like the team almost always loses because there's like that emotional high of getting, yeah. you know, your ring. And then you have to actually like go out and you like remember how meaningful that championship run was. And then you're like, oh, man, one of 82, huh? And yeah. uh, and then, you know, the other team can usually catch you sleeping a little bit. And so, you know, I, I don't know how much to like take from it. And so that I guess like simmers down the enthusiasm a little bit. But I think the real takeaway here is that the NBA knows what we want and the NBA knows that <laughs> we want. Tons of Russell Westbrook on opening week, you know? Everywhere, they, yeah. Yeah, they want him on opening night. Lakers fans cannot wait to see the new-look roster coached by Darvin Ham around Russell Westbrook. <laughs> All right, you ready, you, ready for, you ready for a take? I'm guaranteeing a Lakers win on opening night. I'm guaranteeing it. I mean, you it's can, honestly not that bad. It's not that wild of a take, I feel you like, can, because You can write this down. Stuff. Well, ring night and... Uh, Golden State is going to be going to Japan in the preseason. And oh. that is a lot of travel. So yeah. you combine all of this stuff, and I think I'm, I'm I'm willing to go out there. Whatever the Lakers' money line is going to be, bet that shit. They're at least covering it. But I'm, I'm going to go so far as to say, whatever the Lakers' money line is, take it. I think the Lakers are winning on opening night. Yeah, I mean, Plus, I'm obviously like, going to be more excited for this game if it actually is a new look team uh in all seriousness like if it's just you know russ and ad and lebron i mean i guess it's like it's interesting to see how they kind of measure up to like the travel yeah. hangover version of the defending champs but yeah i'm i'm much more interested to see regardless of the look like how this team looks as they go along i don't think that it's going to be you know them they're going to be like hitting their stride from game one or anything almost regardless of what the roster looks like because this is a team with some level of flaws, almost regardless, that's going to have to figure some things out, how they play, you yeah. know, all of it. I also, the other the other factor here that I'm kind of weighing into this, LeBron watched Steph at the Emmys, or the ESPYs, ESPYs, right? Like, yeah. Steph has had, like this, like, this incredible summer that he has earned by winning that championship, by winning his finals MVP and all this stuff. But LeBron got jokes made at his, his expense, 
um, in the ESPYs. Now he's going to watch as Steph gets his ring and gets his finals MVP trophy, which I'm sure is going to be present there. You know, like LeBron watching all the stuff. Like I think, I think we're going to get a special LeBron uh, night on opening night. I, I, and he I, pretty much always brings it on opening nights. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm predicting either a triple double or he goes like something crazy, like 40 or 50 points, just something nuts yeah. from from LeBron. So those are for those of you who are interested in my actual basketball thoughts. There you go. We do yeah. that every so often. Um, speaking of LeBron and, and, uh, his plans for the summer, he floated out there that the Lakers are going to be going to San Diego this year, not to Vegas. Uh, this struck me as interesting because it was one of the takeaways from his meeting with Rob Palinka was like, Hey, by the way, I'm getting everybody together. This is like, you know, this is when we probably should have some stuff figured out. Like Rob, I gotta send those invites out soon. You know, it's, <laughs> right? Yeah. Is this well, gonna just, be the roster? Mail yeah. takes a couple days. I, I don't want to expend. I don't want to express. You know, yeah. ship that stuff. Well, just ask Darvin Ham how difficult it is to get everybody in the same place at the same time in the summer. You know, it's it's, it's not easy. There's complicated schedules, Anthony. <laughs> uh, Darvin, they're both in the building at the same time. Well, yeah, but still. He's like, yeah, but they were never on the same side of the arena. You know, sometimes you're just at a party. <laughs> you just miss people. Right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I thought I thought that it was interesting. That was one of the takeaways from uh, Rob and LeBron and Darvin meeting. Aaron apparently said on the hook that Jeannie was also present, which I was curious why that wasn't reported. If that if that was the case, uh, but the well because Anthony she doesn't make basketball decisions or involve herself in basketball things. No, no, that's Rob's job. And what do you Kurt, think when things go bad? What do you think the look on her face was when LeBron like said, "No, nah, I'm good on the extension." Then, like that's that would have been fun. Yeah, I, I, the, that whole meeting, <laughs> I would, I would pay money to a subscription service like on demand to watch that right now. Yeah, I, I ha, that pay per view. Like if I had that yeah. on pay per view, just <laughs> that that should be the real episode of that should be the real like series that they're launching on Hulu. Hulu, just, like off season conversations between Rob and LeBron. <laughs> No, just since the deadline, everything yeah. since the deadline, every like that's the podcast series that we want. Uh, but yeah, the 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 Lakers uh, apparently going to be going to San Diego. LeBron floats that out there as he doesn't sign his extension in that meeting. And you know, I, look, I, I do I go do I wear a tinfoil hat on on a lot of these things? Yeah, I like I'll I'll, I'll go so far as to say. I lean in on the ridiculousness of, of everything involved here, but like the, the Lakers, the Lakers have to know based on how things went as the season went along, the stuff LeBron said at the deadline when they didn't move Russ, how things went in Vegas when they were in the same arena and didn't talk to each other. Like the Lakers know how LeBron feels about this, even as he tried to float out the report that him and AD and, and Russ all spoke on the phone. Uh, do you, I think that training camp isn't the deadline that they're working on for trading Kyrie. The actual deadline is this unofficial training camp down there in San Diego, which I would yeah, imagine is going to be, camp. yeah, that's the one that's taking place in, in probably a week or two. Uh, so, like that's that's the deadline I'm working on. The soft they called it a soft deadline, but 
I, I would like to ask LeBron how he feels about how soft that deadline is. Uh, yeah. are, are, are you are you working under the same premise as I am? No, yeah, I, I mean, it's a great point because can you imagine how, I mean, we're talking about training camp being awkward. Can you imagine it like not in a workplace setting? It's supposed to be like, it's like a boy's trip, but yeah. it's like the the two guys hate each other and like so it, it would be like if you're doing like a bachelor party but you're but you hate your best man and like you just chose them because like your fiance asked you to or something like that right like, it's like it's, your fiance's brother yeah, yeah the best the best man is like your fiance's like big brother exactly yeah you, you know? did it as like a gesture but they're like trying to take over the whole trip you know <laughs> they're like no you gotta you gotta let russ be russ on this yeah. trip right <laughs> Your yes. name is Russ in this scenario. <laughs> um, and and he's like historically particular about how he likes to be this Russ. Yeah, and then this he just hypothetical... like weirdly called someone up and he's like, yeah, I sent a bottle of champagne to LeBron's hotel room and he was mean to me. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah Le- Russ, Le- Russ is pissed because he felt like he has to prove himself to LeBron for all of training camp. Yeah. Like, it's just great. I just, I, we you laugh. Russ has already sent a bottle of champagne to Darvin Ham and his wife. <laughs> yes it's like googling darvin ham anniversary he's like <laughs> gotta have this ammo for exit interviews do you think like we laugh about this all the time because yeah. the situation is that kind of ridiculous it's right? absurd like, yeah the whole situation is is just like i'm sorry it's stupid the whole thing is very dumb the, the the way that this offseason has played out, the way the second half of last year played out, like everything involved here is the height of stupidity in the NBA. And and the only reason it isn't considered like the most the dumbest thing in this offseason is because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving exist. But guess what? Like <laughs> Kyrie Irving is also involved with how stupid the Lakers could potentially get next year. So like buckle up, everybody. But for like as it pertains to this this upcoming training camp like they you have to imagine that lebron told rob at that meeting this dude's got to be gone you've got 2 weeks He's man like, no 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 rob you don't understand i'm not inviting him if yeah. he is on the roster i will not invite him and you can deal with that storyline yeah aggressive though oh my god we should make new bingo cards and like well, Russ... I was gonna say, I'm excited for the leak in like two weeks that it's like you know LeBron and Russ they've really come together. They're like, oh no, I'm going the opposite way. Russ like an Instagram workout together. Russ couldn't make it to San Diego. Like Russ, Russ like he had a conflict and he yeah, was the he only was, player you know, who like couldn't make it down there before yeah. training camp. Right, and then Russ will like leak counter leak. Actually, no, <laughs> I, I cleared my I cleared the rest of my summer waiting for this training camp and nobody called yeah. me. Sources say Russ was at the house playing Xbox, you know. Right. <laughs> Actually, Russ, 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 like, is playing on 2K and has specifically, like, spent a whole bunch of time designing X's and O's for how he could work. And for some reason, they're all him in the pick and roll, and LeBron is actually in the corner working on his Yeah, threes. I was going to say, it's like a bunch of uh, LeBron. He's like, see, LeBron, I, I got some footage. This can work if you just go to the corner. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I this has to this has to get resolved. I think in the next couple of weeks. So, for those of you who who want, and we're all in this boat. Like we would all like this to be figured out. I'm going on paternity leave in the next like few weeks. I want this to be done by the time I go on paternity week, so I I can talk about it for a bit and then enjoy my son being born. 
Um, and I think that's actually going to be the case. I think here the next, you know, training camp opens in what, three weeks? It's usually the first week of September. That's a good question. I don't know that offhand. Uh, I just so, got back from vacation. <laughs> yeah, so it's like the first or second week of September. That gives us the remainder of, of August. We're mid, literally midway through August right now. So you're looking at, I think, the next two, three weeks, and especially in this next week or so, uh, we're going to start getting, I think, a lot more new, uh, news and noise regarding Kyrie to the Lakers. But as that, as we get ready for that, I, I do still kind of have like come back on this subject to, hey, you know, raise your hand up 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 in the back. Hey guys, just just kind of curious. Like, did you watch Kyrie in the last couple series that he's played in? Because he he wasn't good. That wasn't great. Have you watched him play defense basically in like the 30 games or so that he's played? Because also not particularly great. And oh yeah, by the way, we're concerned about this guy going down one more YouTube dark hole. So like what what are we uh is anybody else here nervous <laughs> about this? So like I don't know. I I think it's I think this is just because of the way that my brain works. And as I see people get excited about something, I'm the person who's You're like, like, how can I ruin this? Exactly. Exactly. Actually, this is why Jen actually just told me off camera to please go to Dallas for Christmas <laughs> so that I don't ruin Christmas for, for our family. Um, but yeah, <laughs> what, where are you on this Kyrie situation? Like he, Obviously, you just came off of your honeymoon. You probably didn't. You probably didn't think too long and hard about Kyrie Irving versus uh, Miles. Is it Miles Turner? Yeah, Miles Turner and uh, Buddy Heald. Where Where are you as it pertains to like concerns about Kyrie? Even granting that last year sucked. Yeah, I mean, I I think that I'm at the point with all. Well, first of all, I just want to say I hope you're able to enjoy the birth of your son, whether or not the Lakers make a trade first. Uh, but that's gonna be some real regrettable audio for you in the future, <laughs> like in a like at therapy when they're like 23 or something. Yeah, uh, it's like yeah, you said that you wouldn't even be able to enjoy me being born if Kyrie <laughs> was not traded for yet. That's how you're way too focused on your podcast empire, Dad. Look, I don't want Woj notifications while, like, in my phone in one hand and my son you know, you in the other. You turn those off, right? Like, that's what I did for the whole honeymoon. Really? That's a thing? Yeah. Oh, huh. speaking of which, I got to turn those back on. I'll, I'll, sh I'll show you offline. But, um, <laughs> yeah, as far as Kyrie goes, I, I understand what you're saying. But last year was just so bad. And the alternative being, like, if the alternative was, like, have a functional, maybe like slightly lower upside roster where everyone likes each other and they're all going to play hard every night Then like versus like, okay, you know, you take the gamble for Kyrie with a higher upside, whatever, you know, like maybe I can see why people would kind of lean that direction. But right now the alternative is basically like have a dysfunctional roster that does not, that fits even worse together and hates each other uh, or trade for Kyrie Irving, who at least everybody seems to be excited about like right now and would fit way better on the court. So I understand where those concerns come from because you're right. Like the last several seasons, he hasn't been good. He has completely burned the last two franchises that he's been with to the ground after asking for a trade from a team that had went to the finals like four years in a row. And so like, I understand why people would have some reticence, but it's like, if your other option is Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, I mean, that would make the Lakers better than they are right now, but I don't think that it gets them to title contention. And I, I 
I really think that right now of the trades that are kind of like theoretically available for the Lakers, this is the one with the highest upside, which I don't think that you would argue with. And I just think that you're at the point in LeBron's career where you have to kind of swing for the fences. You can't just go like, okay, well, yeah, but like the worst case scenario of this one is less bad than the Kyrie move. So let's just make this. So, you know, at least if we're not like amazing, we won't be embarrassing. Um, Like, I I just think that you have to swing for the fences and go all in boomer bust because, you know, also, if you're Rob Palinka and all the consistent leaks are that you have one year left to save your job, like what trade probably sounds more appealing to you to kind of mm-hmm. get things back to, you know, potentially being a two-time title winning GM with a lot of job security. Yeah, I mean, the other part of it is like if Rob Palinka loses his job, it would it will be because LeBron doesn't exactly speak up for him, right? Yeah. Like if 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 Genie goes, I know to LeBron, how you can get LeBron to speak up for him, Anthony. Right, right. Like if yeah. Genie goes to LeBron and says, "Hey, like let's be honest, how do you really feel about Rob?" And Rob makes the the Turner slash Heald trade and not the Irving trade, then LeBron is probably going to be like, and 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 by the way, like if Rob goes with Turner and Heald or whatever package he could get from Utah or whatever package he can get from New York. And the reason he did that is because he didn't want to include that second first round pick. Uh, and that, that gets back to LeBron and Jeannie asks him about it after the season, however it goes, then, you know, that's what, that's the situation where LeBron will be very honest about Rob and that would put Rob at risk. Even if, even if, by the way, like that, that isn't mutually exclusive from Rob making a decision in the best interests of the Lakers, right? Like Rob can honestly feel like the, the package that works best here is Turner and healed because they're two finishers. Uh, Turner gives you some insurance just in case AD isn't healthy all year again. You know, so so you you still have that big who can stretch the floor and 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 can help your defense in the event that AD isn't out there. Uh, so like I think there there are reasons to like this, but what it comes down to, if you're Rob, given how little political credit he has uh, seemingly heading into this year, the the savior ass move is probably still Kyrie, and and that's a terrifying situation to be in, right? Your your last lifeline here is Kyrie Irving. Like you, you're you're basically you're banking your career on Anthony Davis and, Le- and and a near forty year old LeBron James staying healthy, and now Kyrie Irving is involved in saving your career. Like yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes more sense that it's like, wait, if he is so under the gun, why would he be so hesitant to trade a second first round pick? That's probably yeah. why. Uh, because, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the the bust potential is there for sure. Like if the personalities don't work, I mean, personality, whatever, basketball fit aside, like Kyrie is someone who has not shown they always stay on the floor. Anthony Davis has certainly, you know, raised concerns about that and shown th- those concerns. LeBron is going to be 38. And, you know, at some point he, and also like, you know, three of the last four seasons has not made it through to the end or Mm -hmm. like has at least been severely banged up when he did. So it's in the one year he stayed healthy. Like they had a giant gap in the middle of the season where everybody could, could 
you know, recharge and, and, and recuperate and get ready for that push that was the bubble? Yeah. But the reality is that, like, he's not going to be judged on... We know that this is not a team that judges people based on process and, like, mm -hmm. how good their process is. It's based on results. Like, yeah. because if they were judging based on process and doing things like process, like, they probably would have built a team more similar to the 2020 team, like, the last two seasons, you know, when yeah. they were there. But they, instead, they've tried to, like, kind of shape basketball how they want to win at basketball versus, like, what they were actually good at. Yeah. And so we know that, Rob, like, it's not going to be, like, if they make the healed Turner trade and they just, you know, they make the first round or they make the play in, they get to the first round, whatever. Um, and they lose in the first round. Like Rob's probably going to be gone regardless. Like they're not going to, Jeannie's not going to be like, well, yeah, but process wise, you did save the extra first round pick. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I, I love that point. About, if, if they do not win a title, this season is going to be viewed as catastrophic failure. Like anything short of like, I guess like second round probably is like catastrophic failure. Yeah. Um, and then anything short of like, you know, uh, like if they don't even make the playoffs, I guess that's something even worse. Um, and I, I don't, again, I think you probably make the playoffs with Heald and Turner, but I think, you know, with good health from Kyrie and we even saw with as much dysfunction as went on in Brooklyn last year, granted they were in the East, but they still sailed through the play-in game pretty easily. Mm -hmm. uh, they got into the first round, they got swept, but the Lakers, you know, with LeBron and AD and, you know, if they can all stay together, I, I can see how you could talk yourself into you know, that is just the highest upside play here. I, I mean, personally, I think that it is going after Kyrie. And it's why, despite any legitimate reservations or concerns that you may have with him, the person, him, the basketball player, him, you know, the durable basketball player, uh, or like his style of play and how he seems to view himself as, you know, like if he comes here, it's not going to be like, oh man, I'm excited to be the third option behind LeBron and Anthony Davis. You know? Do you think he would see himself as third? Like who... Do you no, think, there's no chance he would. Do you think AD would see himself as third? Maybe. Man. And this, <laughs> this right after the Lakers just leaked that they're going to be running their offense through Anthony Davis. Yeah. And now he's going to go from that to third option. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, you know, he may end up ultimately being the third option. But I know, like Kyrie's not coming here to say that. No, yeah, I know, so. I know. I, I, I'm saying, I'm saying that, like, yeah, that's that's a, 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 a fun dynamic. Out of Cleveland because he didn't want to be the second option anymore. <laughs> well, now he regrets that. So now he's okay with being the second option. But as soon as he, <laughs> oh man, so maybe LeBron's ready to be the third option, just not for Russ. He's, no, he's fine. He's fine with that. LeBron's now. fine being the third option for like the first ten games until he gets no. annoyed with some things that Kyrie does, and then he's the number one again. No, he'll he'll he's cool with it right now. On August fifteenth, yeah. he's cool with it, but on on October eighteenth, thirty seconds into the game, that's when he's a little less okay with it. A little less okay with like, being oh, the man, third Kyrie option. Kyrie just had a turnover. Time for me to take back over. Uh, yeah. Guess I gotta. <laughs> Uh, Hashtag strive for greatness once again. AD, AD got double teamed. He threw the ball into the fourth row again. All right, fine. Yeah. I'll do this. <laughs> Kyrie's looking at YouTube videos on his phone during the timeout. <laughs> Darvin's trying to get his attention. He's like, hold on, hold on. We have proof. He's proof. like, there's more important things than basketball, Darvin. <laughs> Somebody accidentally showed 
uh, Kyrie, the end of of the Multiverse of Madness movie when Doctor Strange's literal third eye opens up. He's like, hold on. People can do that? Hold on. Darwin, I'm sorry. I got to take mirrors in his house that show that. Yeah, I got it. Like Darwin Fielder, like age mirrors. He has one that just like transposes a third eye onto his head. (laughs) He's just going to go to to LeBron and to AD. No, he won't go to AD. He wouldn't care about AD, but he would go to Darwin. So guys, I just saw this incredible documentary about this strange doctor who literally has a third eye. And I have to research this. I'm I'm going to be gone for a week. I have to go to Comertage. <laughs> By the way, have you seen those rings? If we, oh my God, if the Lakers win a championship, do you think Kyrie would ask for one of those special rings from 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 Doctor Strange, and he can go in a circle and see if like his the, the ring would? Ring? Yeah, he would ask for he would ask for a ring that goes on two fingers or three fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just if they won a title out. this year, they deserve two rings. I'll say it. They, they can put it on both hands. Or on if both, they win a fingers. championship this year, we deserve rings. We. Like you and me. Fair enough. I, I'm with it. I'll take one this time. Forget I'll everything say- I learned in journalism school. After the last couple of years, I'm ready. <laughs> Look, I'll, man. I'll do the presentation and everything. I'll walk out there, get my cheers from the, the excited crowd at the crypt. Look, all I'm saying is the two most successful reporters in all of sports have long since ditched ethics of journalism. So like, should anybody really be following these things? Anybody? Anyway, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I think we're good. Okay. (laughs) On that note, um, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers lounge podcast. So weird week this week. I normally don't want my misfortune of the week. Well, I will. I will. Let's okay. let's just talk. Let me just explain how this week is going okay. to go. I'm hoping to do a spaces on Thursday instead of tomorrow. Um, I have two doctor's appointments, one for Avery, one for Jen on Thursday, though. So just a heads up, everybody. If I don't have a spaces, please don't bite Aaron's head off. Don't bite his face off. It's not his fault. It's all Jen's fault. Um other than that, though, and also Dr. Jen can be reached on Twitter at Aaron Larsoul. So yes. just let her yeah. know in the DMs that you're upset mm-hmm. with the whole process here and this like clown car that Anthony's running. Yeah, exactly. Uh, everything else other than that, though, Taco Tuesday, I Love Basketball, The Hook, that's all still around here for the remainder of the week, as well as lowdowns as need be. Um, but that's going to be how this week goes. And just a, just a, a, a warning here, as we get closer to... A month or so from now, uh, I don't know what the schedule is going to look like. I'm figuring it out on the fly. We're out here in an airplane, and I I'm, I have some duct tape uh, that is holding everything together in the meantime. So we'll 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 try to get through this without crashing on the other side of this. But but yeah, just a heads up. This I week is going to be a little weird. for you. I got you. Oh God, I'm afraid of like what you're what you would do to the lowdown. I'm, I, no, I mean my my, my Facebook Live solo podcasts were so successful. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm ready to get back to this. You single handedly force everybody to pivot away from video. <laughs> well, no, they realized that the video because even even the juice numbers like mine did not get anything. So <laughs> like it was you know they realized like that something was up with Facebook. Um, that's a, that's a good segue to your misfortune of the week. You you had misfortune on your honeymoon. Uh, actually, at my wedding. 
Um, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it was. Did you did you fall into your pool? No, uh, oh, okay. that would have been better. Uh, it was okay. during the vows. Um, oh you know, no, Mia. Mia was very proud uh, during the lead up to this wedding that she had. She's like, I came up with NBA comps for my vows. Like I got, I'm like, what am I marrying Raj? Like, why do you, why are there NBA comps in your vows? Like I, it, it, first of all, like this is the first, this is the first misfortune that my wife thinks that I cannot understand the concept of love without her comparing it to NBA figures. Uh, and so I'm already Did she compare like, oh, you to no, Kyrie. Like, <laughs> no, uh, thankfully. Um, <laughs> I'll always stand by you even when you watch YouTube videos I don't agree with um, no uh, like, so she decided that she was going to work a bunch of like NBA comps it, it's like show that she had sort of adopted my culture um, uh -huh. and like you know the, the, the thing that I follow the closest of anything in the world and that she loved it and like I it was a very very thoughtful thought and it was like kind and nice of her but you know uh she decided to i'm just gonna ask you which one of these comparisons <laughs> you think is ruder to me um and so the first one that she decided to go with is she called me the anthony davis to her lebron oh um, no well you are hurt a lot well you exactly. are like i'm i'm perpetually lanky. on the injured list I'm lanky. I'm hurt a lot. Like, it's just, and like, I, I just, you know, there's a little bit of an alpha move in her saying that she's the LeBron in this relationship. Well, I mean, I mean that's like, just subjectively correct. I don't know if that's true. I, I, you know, I, like I bring a lot to the table. Harrison, I'm telling you right now, just accept it. This the reality. Wait, hold on. I have, I have a question about Anthony okay. Davis, you being the Anthony Davis. Like, does this? I guess she's saying does, I have raw talent, and I just like haven't lived up to it. <laughs> right. Well, is there something she keeps asking you to do that you like that you are good at, but you just refuse to do? Like, are you oh God, like it's the dishes? <laughs> I just realized I'm way better at dishes than she is, and she always asks me to do them, and I'm like, no, yeah, I don't, I don't want to. I'm blocked. I just saved your marriage. You're welcome. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. But I guess that's my version of playing center is doing the dishes. <laughs> Noticing the same amount of interest the AD shows in it. Um, yeah, I, I stopped myself because initially I was going to be like, do you play the right position, right? But that that's a different, very different question from do you no, do the No, we're dishes? just going to pivot away from that one. Um, <laughs> and uh, then the other one that, so the other one is like later on in the vows, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't remember all of them. I only remember the ones that hurt my feelings and that Pete laughed at me for. Um, but <laughs> said, that like she said that like port I'll always be the dame to your Portland and show loyalty to you. I'm like, <laughs> are you saying that like I don't deserve loyalty? I'm doing like everything I can to make you demand a trade, and you're just that's, like, nope, I don't run from the grind. I yeah, I stay here. No, I mean like, that, that's what I was gonna say. Drive me out of town. Yeah, like she's essentially saying that like you are really really difficult, but she's just gonna stick this out. Like you have made it as hard as possible on her now. Her whole Means, rep is like how loyal she is to me, and she's like too she's like too down the rabbit hole now. She can't well, go back. Dame is incredibly well paid though. So like maybe you're an incredible provider and you, you know, you guys are just rolling in cash. Uh, but that grind is is taking its toll. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I would say that, that second part is probably not true, but I guess, you know, <laughs> just, that's good enough for her. 
Well, I, you guys don't, you guys can't see this because this is obviously an audio medium, but, but Harrison is actually doing this from the Scrooge McDuck tank with all of the coins in it. He actually like dives in. That's how in. I got hurt. I dove in on that. And yeah. it, was just, it was my latest injury. I've always wondered like how they envisioned that actually working because coins don't float. Yeah, you know, it's a cartoon is what I'm going to go with as the explanation. <laughs> <laughs> you, have you ever tried diving onto a pile of pennies? It's probably not going to be comfortable. Like It's probably not going to like splash and stuff. Yeah, probably at least do, not. At least do cash. Like if it's paper money, then yeah, that would work. Yeah, you get a bunch of paper relaxing. cuts. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I think... So yeah, my my misfortune of the week is that my wife like alphaed me in front of like almost fifty of like our closest family and friends, and you know, and everybody who listens to this podcast feed because all you of know, this has yeah, already that's aired. Backfired. That's my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Can we cut this part? <laughs> no, it's the, the people who get it will now be fully rewarded for the joke, circling all the way back to the beginning. You're yeah. good. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. And again, uh, bear with us as we get through the re remainder of this offseason. Um, I do I do truly believe that we are going to be getting a lot more noise in the next week or so as it pertains to Kyrie Irving. Um, so you have that to look forward to. And as we get that stuff, I'll record as I normally would. But as and we no get predictions closer... involving Kyrie Irving have ever gone wrong. So I, I think you're safe in predicting this. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I guess I guess what I should predict is chaos. I think that's that's the safest prediction as it pertains to Kyrie Irving, who I cannot yeah. wait to cover next year, especially with his recent tweet telling us that I actually am what I'm in charge of all of your guys' subconscious, uh, according to Kyrie Irving. You didn't see that? Remember. Nope. I'm I'm I've just decided I'm just gonna miss this one. That's okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna skip this story. Ooh, that's gonna be a new bit. I'm going to, cause you're, you're not on the Lakers beat specifically anymore. So I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to come up with a, a, you know, a few sentences with just predictive text. And you're going to have to guess whether or not that's a real sentence that I came up with or T9 or Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> or Kyrie tweet. That's going to be a bit. We're going to do that All next, right. I'm, next, I'm next show. <laughs> All right. Until next week. <laughs> I'm Anthony Irwin, that was Harrison Fagan, and this was Lakers Lounge.